What's good? This is Agitator, the only health, wellness, spirituality, and writing craft podcast influenced by the god, Takashi Miike. Today, the other god, because we're, uh, we're polytheist? Uh, is that what it is? Yeah, we're polytheists over here. Hideo Yamamoto's 2003-2011's homunculus manga is what's on deck today. What are we up to? We're going for a walk right now. It's hot as balls and the wind has made sure to pick up for this field recording, which is tight. Uh, This is an avant-garde podcast where we make as much noise as possible intentionally just to annoy you. I love that like every dozen episodes we go, you know, behind the scenes we're going so we need to appeal to a more mainstream crowd we need to grow the audience and blah 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 and then every dozen episodes we're like fuck you and go fuck yourself we don't give a fuck what you think about any of this isn't that weird that it seems to coincide with when uh when i get a little bit of money as soon as i get money it's just immediately You can't tell me nothing. You know what? I was thinking about that. And then it's like, I don't care what it sounds like. I don't care what the fuck it sounds (laughs) like. I was thinking about that too. Uh, That little little bit of uh, freedom, you know. And and things like, we've been talking for a long time about purpose and, and how once you're living your purpose, like shit just starts flowing. When you stop thinking about money, the money comes, et cetera, et cetera. And we've been trying to make money off the show. Uh, we've been much more successful than the average person who just starts a podcast. But we've been trying to make like a big living off the show. We got big plans. But uh, yeah, as soon as we were like, you know what? We should get jobs and kind of just make sure we got our money right and keep doing this shit. You know, keep working on it every day. But just like the rare candy boys, you know, Glenn and Cy got jobs. Glenn's always talking about his job, how much he hates it, but you know, he still shows up and does the show. We just do that. We write the books, we do the show, and uh, it's not like we weren't working, but this freelance shit is getting really, um, it's getting really difficult. I'm getting... Well, man, I have a theory about freelance shit you would believe that a freelance career would be optimal for the artist as a matter of fact it is not because the same parts of your brain that you have to engage with in order to be a successful artist are the exact same as being a freelancer right so you're constantly hunting for work making your own deadlines and I think that I just think that there's a limit to how much people can do that so I definitely see the wisdom in getting a job having a a steady 40 hours and then taking everything that we've learned because I haven't had a steady job like a real job in three years I've just done freelance work and there's been ups and downs but my point is now I'm I can take all that shit that I learned 
and apply it to this podcast and my own writing. And sure, like a, a odd freelance job here and there, of course, because I'm, I'm not shutting off a, re- a revenue stream that could potentially, you know, bring me three to five grand a month for 20 hours a week. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'll still be so. like throwing in auditions here and there. And I'm even, I'm looking at getting an acting agent. So, like, that is just the thing that I'm like, hey, why not? That sounds fun. That's cool. Got a friend hooking me up with it. Mm-hmm. So, that'll. Mm-hmm. You know, that'll be something. Not giving up on anything, but shifting a little bit of the, just making sure the money is straight. Not in like a hustle way, just in like a, I have a job. I'm going to do this. I'm going to have the money so that when I'm done, at the end of the day, I can make my art and I don't have to stress about the shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that it's, I would recommend everybody quit their job at least once and try to survive on hustle alone as long as you don't have mouths to feed don't put your children at risk that's the issue by doing i this. keep going if i didn't yeah. like but it gets down to like we have like three dollars combined right now and i've got mm-hmm. uh, a couple of things supposed to be paying not very much by the end of today hopefully uh mm-hmm. and it's just i i you know, formula keeps getting lower. Everything just keeps getting lower with all these fucking mouths to feed. And I'm like, okay, uh, $3. Okay, we can do it. We can make it. Yep. Yep. Oh, dude, we've been close to that same. Which is really funny because I, for the three years, well, I know exactly how I managed to survive for as long as I did. So the first year of freelancing, I had Trump bucks thank you to the the greatest president who's ever lived donald j trump for giving me all that free money uh bring him back (laughs) bring 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 back my boy uh the second year uh what did i do so that was 2020 to 2021 2021 oh right i moved back to oklahoma and my aunt bought us uh bought rios and i a car she paid cash for it 20 grand car nice present uh and then the car got destroyed by a hailstorm so that insurance check for nineteen thousand dollars came through and i was like damn we're doing all right this freelancing shit could really work (laughs) 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 and then uh and then the freelancing, as a matter of fact, it got better this year, but over the course of two years, obviously that extra 20K, it just, you know, we need a new bed. Uh, you know, I bought Rios a nice camera for her birthday last year. Um, and then just bills here and there. Bills are fucking expensive. And so anyway, event- at the beginning of 2023, that money was gone. <clears throat> And like I said, ironically, the freelancing work was up, but I didn't have an accurate picture of how low it had been. Yeah, I think I'm gonna like kind of keep up the freelancing shit, but in a way that I don't, it doesn't suck away the creativity. Because when it's Mm -hmm. too much, when you have to be, you have to be your own secretary, you have to do all these cold emails, you have to audition for shit, you have to put in bids, you have to wait for responses, you have to like, 
which you're never really waiting, but you're still like trying to keep up in communication with all of these things. And then you finally get the shit, you have to finish it, but you have to make sure you have something else lined up too. So you're like trying to finish the job, you're trying to get more jobs, and it's never like, it never evens out to a, to a nice schedule of just like, I have work, I got paid, I have more work, I got paid. It's always like these big gaps between getting money that I'm not, I'm not cool mm-hmm. with. Yeah, and those, those gaps between money would be awesome if there was a steady paycheck behind it. Yeah, or if the job would be like, like oh, 10 I'm having a baller month. Instead of like $500. Bro, bro, you motherfuckers had a chance to hire a very talented editor at bargain bin discount rates. Now that I have a job, that price is going to where it should be. Yeah, no, I, and yeah. I'm just not taking a job. I'm, I'm jacking up. I'm not up. taking a job unless you're paying like a one, one and a half cents a word, which is still not what it's worth. But so yeah, if you wrote an 8,000 or an 80,000 word book, that's $1,200 now. I'm sorry, you could have gotten it for 750, but. I was being like oh well. mercenary with the, uh, the voice shit where it was like, you need a commercial what rights you can have exclusive or you can have infinite rights i just want you know 25 dollars for 10 minutes of work now i'm like hell no you know how much rights cost you better give me a grand and i'm gonna send you this in 10 seconds Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it allows us to get paid what we're worth because we're not desperate and um and yeah, I'm not going to go too into depth about what I was miraculously hired to do. Side note, I listened to the Joe Gallenberger episode of Rare Candy. I went and bought Liquid Luck. I listened to it. I did the, the spell that's in the book for Liquid Luck. And two days later, uh, the boss of this place personally texted me and just asked if I wanted to work there. No resume process. Just, hey, you want a job? You got to send me that spill. I said, oh, for sure. Yeah, I will. I will. I'll get you the audio book. Um, so two days later, that works. So that's definitely a part of it. Hey, if you're going to keep dropping this, dude, we're going to put it in here, okay? Okay. All right. You said that's all right. <laughs> so that's where I wanted it anyway. <laughs> kids are crazy Uh, they're crazy yeah they're crazy but so basically um, I don't know it just feels so good of course I don't know I I probably won't get paid by this gig until September so the world is making sure that I go through this last two month crucible it's like there's but I've been so much more relaxed you know what I'm saying? Like, I've just been like, yo, we're moving. Uh, so I don't really like, you know, electric company comes by this month and says, where's our, we're going to turn your shit off. I'll be like in my car with sunglasses on. And I'm like, I'm okay. So bye. I'm leaving anyway. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, no, it, it. It's a weird feeling to know. Um, and I've been thinking lately how people 
you, you remember before getting into like psychic shit or actually working with any kind of magic and stuff how you'd be like if people are psychic why wouldn't they just all be rich and shit mm. well it's like because to reiterate a point I think I've made here before God doesn't care about you you can know the future you can know you're gonna make it but you don't know how you don't know how the fuck you're gonna get there <laughs> mm-hmm I'm gonna be a fucking star, also, which means by you know by proxy, Broken River gonna be huge. And uh, right. I, but I'm fucking struggling. My eye is swollen today. I don't even know why. That sounds like a poor people problem. Let's talk about this. <laughs> Let's talk about this because this this ties in. We're gonna get real deep into the into the psycho occult. Uh, uh, kind of vibes that we're all getting there's this soup of psychic activity and strange supernatural happenings that are occurring to both of us that coincide with this brilliant manga by Hideo Yamamoto called Homunculus so Kelby what's the premise of Homunculus so Homunculus we've got this dude sucking his thumb in the back seat of his car that he parks uh, in between a big ritzy hotel and a homeless park and he gets booze for the homeless people he starts up his car to feel it he, he likes to feel the car it's all we find out later it's about all he can feel uh, and he runs into this androgynous person who's like the son of a doctor who says, uh, hey, you want to come back to my condo where I have all this, like, this plastic hospital room set up and, uh, I'll drill a hole in your head and see what happens. And so he does, because he tells him he's going to pay him for it. He's going to pay him, like, 700,000 yen, which is, like, 700 bucks or something. Something like that, yeah. And it's, it's not a whole... I, I, I honestly, I was like, you know, if somebody came up to me and was like, I'll give you $300 right now, let me drill a hole in your head, observe you for 10 days, I'll give you another 400 I'd be like, damn, this sounds like a lick, let's go. <laughs> uh, Paint the, the, your own target on your head. Yeah, yeah. You, you just you just show up, show up with a bindi on, like, you can get me right there, dude. <laughs> It's, it's like, cool. I've, I've already read the manga, bro. I know how this goes. Like, just right here. I know how this uh, goes. He, he pulls, tell me, you're telling me you're going to pay me to have superpowers? Right, Let's go. He pulls out a drill bit, and I'm like, oh, that <laughs> don't look big enough, dog. I think you need to... Here, come here. What you doing? <laughs> like, let me... <laughs> I unbuckle the chuck, and I throw right. in... I've already got... I've got tools in my car all the time, so I just, like, whip out my own little <laughs> paddle bit. Like, there you go. Make sure you don't get the... I think this will work better. The menine, menine, just meningus, whatever the fuck. That'll kill me. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. But just get through the bone, and we good. Uh, Yep. So, yeah, he drills a hole in his head, and then he starts seeing weird creatures. You know, it's a manga, so there's, like... uh, There's one dude that has a dick on top of his head. There's... Uh, a chick whose body parts spin in different directions. There's like people with giraffe necks. 
there's a Yakuza boss he runs into who is a giant pet with a little bullet on the inside of him. And uh, he, it's, it's basically a big, long character study therapy session, psychological kind of thriller. Like there's not a big, there's not really an antagonist in the story. It's just him trying to find out who is he seeing and what does that mean. And the the whole reason the doctor dude, the sort of trans-ish, non non-binary doctor dude, avatar yeah, thing. He yeah he does look like avatar. He's got a big ass nose. That's what my nose looks like right now. I don't know what the like. I really just woke up like this, and uh, hmm. Erica. I, I told her, I was like, my face feels swollen. And, you know, we're in the dark and whatever. And she was like, I don't, I don't think so. And I walked her out to her car and she goes, good God. <laughs> 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 I was like, right? I told you, something feels fucked up about my face. I can, I'm going blind in my left eye. And that's that's how he sees the, uh, the humunculi, which a humunculus is like a, a physical manifestation of a true self. Like a like a hang up or a trauma. Like, yeah, yeah. The words in the in the translation, like they're constantly trading out the words trauma, guilt, fear, and true self. So mm-hmm. the true heart of someone. So it's kind of like you know, it's open to interpretation what it means because the characters themselves they have different intentions on studying the homunculi, and they also are not very smart so you can't really trust their interpretations of it anyways yeah and i really liked the designs of all these characters they're very junji ito especially when you get to the sand girl like the girl there's this girl who works as a i don't even she's, know what it is it's not even she's a, a uniform like, you model pay her to pose. yeah she's a uniform model yeah right 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 and she does this pose where she's on all fours bent over and um the way that our hero sees her is like covered in sand but there's like a scary face coming out of her vagina yeah yeah it gives uh, a whole that, new that meaning felt very to uh, pop that pussy her face her face yeah. comes out of her pussy and then there's a <laughs> pop <laughs> yeah <laughs> that shit would be so tight if that happened in real life I'd be like, whoa. Oh, best of both crazy. worlds. You can suck it and I can best. fuck it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's a there's a good amount of pussy hole homunculi in here. There's one where he falls mm. on the ground and this this chick is uh standing over him. He falls because he sees this one dude. This is one of my favorites and it's not even like a main character dude. He uh he sees him as a shadow. He's like, huh, there's nothing there. And when he looks on the ground, it's like someone's laying on the ground. But it's because the guy is inverse. His shadow is standing and he's down on the on the ground. And so he jumps over the dude like, oh shit. And uh, he trips and falls underneath this chick. And there's like an upskirt shot. But he sees it's just a hole all the way to the sky. And there's a bird flying. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the fuck does that mean? And then the chick is like, oh my god, how embarrassing. <laughs> so what, she just got like a, like a big pussy she, or something? She's like, I, man, I don't know. There's a lot of, uh, 
Those are my favorite parts, the ones where, because they, you know, he sees these monsters and a couple of them he has interactions with and he comes back and reports to, I don't even remember Fool's name. I know he's Nakashi. Uh, what's the uh, what's the girly boy's name? Ito. Okay. I think. Yeah. I think yeah. his name is actually. It is. Ito. It is. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. he goes and reports back to Ito. He draws the things that he sees and whatever. And he's like, some are really easy to to figure out. You know, you're like the chick with the giraffe neck. She hates everyone's breath. She doesn't like the smells of people. She wishes she was up in the sky. The uh, the fat guy who appears flat is is like you know he's he has a flat personality there's no substance to him and so he overeat he eats to overcompensate his lack of an abundant personality by having an abundant figure he's like you know some are easy to figure out and then some this one bitch had a pussy hole that was so big i could see the sky i don't know what the fuck that means It's so cool. It's such a cool conceit, and I'm interested to see where it goes. What I liked, because I got through the first two volumes, I really did like all of the talk about the shadow. Uh, I was reading something recently that said that people tend to confront their shadows when they're kind of middle-aged, like in their 30s, basically. And so... The idea of the shadow doesn't take much explanation. It's all the stuff, according to this manga, that has happened to you that you have pushed so far down that you only remember it in your subconscious. They even have a nice diagram that they do. It's like your head, it's like, okay, this is your conscious mind, and then the rest of you is the subconscious. And what happens is you you file away things that happen to you, and then they begin to manifest in elements of your personality. And that made me start to wonder on some navel-gazing shit about what my shadow actually is. And I guess that's where psychotherapy comes in, because you're probably not supposed to try to figure out what your own shadow is. Well, and, but it still got yeah, me Yeah, and as he's going, he like it gets confusing because he's... Uh, He's coming back to Ito and telling him these things. He's lying to him a lot and he is keeping things from him. And Ito's whole motive is he want, he's very science-minded. He doesn't believe in the occult and shit or like in, in the spirit or anything. He's like, I want to prove that this is just a hallucination. I want to prove that there's a, a placebo effect going on. Like... I want to scientifically and psychologically explain all of this shit. That's like what he wants to do. And so he's coming back to him and with all of the shit that's happening to him and he goes, there comes a point where his interpretations of the monsters that he's seeing are more projections of how he feel of his subconscious. So then Ito is psychoanalyzing him, but whole time, like, where the tension and where the, like, kind of thriller aspect comes into play is you don't know who, like I said, you can't believe either of them. You don't know, like, Mm -hmm. is he right? Like, is Ito, like, these are illusions, or this is all you projecting. You're actually talking about yourself, 
It's like, is he right, or is or is Nakashi actually seeing people's true self? And part mm-hmm. of interpreting uh, trauma in others when you see it is like a bit of that interpretation comes from self-experience but then your self-experience and reality that you experience as you experience it is a collaborative effort of getting to know other people's trauma or true hearts or whatever that's so true yeah that's part of yeah that's like what making friends is in a sense it's like you meet somebody and they're cool whatever and then you start to get to know them and that's when the real crucible begins because you start to see all the little it's like moving in with a girl and finding out that she's got i don't know she leaves her uh like hair everywhere or something i don't know i don't really find anything that rios does annoying like that but i know other people do um oh you need help with that i got you bobos you know what time it is we just got back from this walk dude quick interjection we just got back from this walk and I'm sweating like a dog, dude. And it made me, I always remember this line from the movie Jingle All the Way. Remember <laughs> yes. that movie? So in, in Jingle All the Way, I think it's like 97, 98, that movie came out. Maybe even earlier. But there's a scene where there's like a guy who's dressed up, I think he's dressed up like a bear or something. And Arnold Schwarzenegger needs his costume. And so there's you see the guy and he's got his, his mask off. He's like, Oh, that suit is hot. I'm sweating like a dog in a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> and that that was a that was a PG movie dog. That was like that was oh boy, how the times they have changed. But I what's, think about that line every time I'm sweating. What's wrong with that? It just comes There's no to me like a, in it. <laughs> just a, <laughs> it's just just an intrusive thought. I'll just be like, I'm like a dog in a Chinese restaurant. And I feel the need to say it. I feel like that's a uh, you know, less offensive than a whore in church, right? Maybe. Depends on depends hey, on what you're going to I don't says. judge other cultures. Some people call it racist. I'm like, what, why, why? I think it's racist that you think it's a negative thing that they eat dog. Because they eat dog. Yeah. I, I, I hate to break it to you. I, I yeah, know yeah. about a lot of uh, uh, food shit around here. And every, every single Asian restaurant has some kind of weird shit going on that they're just like what that i'm not allowed to do that jesus christ what else in this country <laughs> well that's why that shit tastes so good because those motherfuckers lived happy lives yeah 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 you know what i'm saying that's like, like that when uh i got some grass-fed beef um that's been like that shit is bomb and i don't mean like quote-unquote grass-fed organic simple truth whatever from the store like some actual from a ranch beef yeah i did too bro we're on the same tip my my dad hooked me up with some beef from a cow he had and uh yo that shit was incredible i put that shit in spaghetti it was so good sort of like a throwback to tampopo like i know it like in america we got shit just twisted we're just seeing it from a different lens we're like they they cut off a turtle's head in that and then they like a living turtle and then pour mm-hmm. the blood into a bowl and immediately eat and it's like well yeah you kind of like you want to experience the essence like they're not torturing the turtle 
it's really hard to explain to an American audience whenever uh but I'm I'm so Japanese pilled that I'm like yeah I fuck with it I get it like you want to mm-hmm. eat the so it's more respectful actually to like eat happy animals and to engage with the soul of an animal and not just like all right this thing's been dead long enough and we tortured it long enough that it's okay to eat it's pre- it's basically not even a, a living thing anymore it's just like a, a product like absolutely I'm getting I'm getting if not vegan or veggie pilled I'm definitely starting to be concerned I mean where I'm at now where you're at now we eat what we can eat. Yes. If that means cheese it's going to if that means fucking cheap beef for the most part for yeah. a while. <laughs> but I don't But once want we get that to, money, bro, yeah. it's it's gonna be it's gonna be lit. I'd like to do the Joe Rogan thing and hunt elk. I feel like that would be a really cool experience. I'd be so intense on track so your many food. levels, yeah. I mean you don't have to hunt yeah, elk. That's tr- extremely difficult, but like just yeah. Bro, you know I'm built different, dude. Come on now. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying elk. like you could go deer hunting or something, and it is a we'll go check, 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 check. I'm down to like negative twenty six when I talk. That's pretty quiet. Yeah, right? and it turns yeah, up, turn up a little bit. All right, like nothing <laughs> even happened. What are we talking about? <laughs> Levels? <laughs> Woo! Nothing. Fucking nothing. You ready to watch some TV, kiddo? It's TV time. See, this is the new... Well, I say this is the new way of doing it. This is going to be one of the last episodes that we do this way. Maybe. I mean, we can still record with task cams on Saturday, but we're not doing during the day shit anymore because I'm going to be at my job. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So unless it's like a... We both go to the park with our kids and try to make it work. It's going to be a nighttime weekend thing. Yeah, yeah. Which I think will be better. I think that we have, you know, I like that there's this first era of us just, you know, doing everything that we could. Oh, shit, I fucked that up. Try again. I put in a pass. I put a passcode in on everything. God damn it. Oh. I probably shouldn't say my passcode on that fucking show. <laughs> uh, yeah, somebody might come to your house and adjust the parental settings. Get, get, yeah, get in the yeah, get on my PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, Ninja Frog. We're gonna watch uh, Blaze first though, and then we'll play Ninja Frogs. Ninja he likes Frogs. the Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. okay. That's hilarious because uh, <laughs> he calls them Ninja Frogs. Rowan just the other day was like. They're not frogs. I was like, okay. I didn't say they were. And he kept telling me, they're Ninja Turtles. They're not frogs. Okay, bro. See, what he's saying is he, he thought they were frogs. Uh, yeah. And now yeah. he's... He thought, yeah. He's projecting it onto you like, hey, dumbass. Yeah, he frogs. sees Those he sees me as a, as a humunculus who thinks that the Ninja Turtles are frogs. <laughs> and that's really... What that is is a reflection of how he sees the Ninja Turtle. He thought that they were frogs. Exactly. He's projecting exactly. that onto me. And that's that's what Humunculus is about in a nutshell. It's about the things mm-hmm. that we project from our subconscious onto others. Um, but whenever, when it, okay, if it's like, okay, so who's right? Is it, is Ito just fucking with him? And he's act, he actually is seeing people's true heart? It's like, it doesn't matter because everybody does that everybody projects their subconscious onto other people so everybody is a collaboration of the collective subconscious 
how do you project yourself onto other people? Uh, I think too highly of people, even though they're retarded. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, man, me. Same, yeah, man. I mean, think about it. It's like I think too highly of myself, even though I'm retarded. So yeah, that's what. <laughs> got you, got you. No, the the whole people being stupid thing. I loop back and forth, bro. I go from a blissed out experience of life where I think, man, everybody has their own unique intelligences. Everybody has their own thing. It's cool. Like everybody doesn't have to, you know, read awesome books or whatever. Some people are good with car engines. Uh, Some people are good at painting. Some people are good at roofing, whatever. But I'm coming back around. People might just be fucking dumb, dude. People might be stupid. Uh, And that's okay. And that's totally fine. But I don't need to give them any more credit than they deserve. Well, a lot of, uh, like, in Humunculus, like, I've gotten, like, I got up to volume 13 so far. So I'm almost to the end. I don't know how it ends. But, like, I've made it through the majority of this shit. And whenever he starts seeing, like I said, the chick with the giant pussy hole, or there's others where there's, like, a like some chick made of wires there's a uh there's a chick who becomes like she grows 12 more heads it's all these things where he's like what the fuck does that mean and the more he accepts that it's complex and that he can't just come up with ah here's your problem it's this he he starts to understand himself more he goes into himself he goes into his flashbacks he's uh because he's also kind of an amnesiac or he's just a liar we don't really know it's like does he not remember his past life is he just hiding it is he lying and uh but he starts to reconcile like deal with his own past that he ran away from when he accepts that other people are complicated a good message i mean he starts off with one that's pretty straightforward the yakuza who he bumps into who likes to cut off people's pinkies he's a scary dude but when our hero sees him he's a a child in a mech suit kind of looks like a transformer or a gundam and he's got a sickle and he's kind of cutting his own finger not cutting it off but just sort of constantly cutting it and so the hero goes to the yakuza's place and he's he's got this tupperware container full of all the pinkies that he's cut off of his men and people who've offended him and he says this is going to be my 77th pinky wow and then the dude just starts to sniff him and rub him and feel him and he starts to say, you know, what happened with the sickle? What happened with the sickle? And the Yakuza starts crying. And he says that when he was a kid, he was playing in a field with his best friend. And they were swinging a sickle around. And he accidentally cut his friend's pinky off. And ever since then, he's been cutting off pinkies to, in a way, make what he did when he was a child okay. And... So what you're saying is as it goes on, it gets more complicated than that. But I do like that initial little story because as a, as the father of a, of a child, 
you can't, you just have to accept that they're going to get fucked up by the dumbest shit. I mean, not that cutting someone's finger off isn't a big deal. It, it is, but it's like that could be the trajectory of your whole life if you don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. No, I know somebody who's like uh, blind and handicapped from from doing a whole bunch of shit as a teenager. And he's, mm. I mean, he's still that way, you know? Right. It's like you're on this path and now you're on a different one because of one thing because of one overdose that just that's never gonna change you can't reverse it yeah 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 that shit is scary dude i mean that the and there are things in my own past i can think back to five or six key moments that are like that and you try not to think about them but Ironically, those are the things that you think about all the time when you think about the past. I made a good faith effort to stop doing that because, bro, I've been alive for 36 years. There are so many good memories that I can think about. It's like, why do I got to think about the time I tried to kill myself over and over again? You know what I mean? Like, why is that the one that I go back to? Why can't that be like that was one day out of, you know, 20,000 days that you did some dumb shit like let it go bro move on think about some other shit well do you think do you think our true selves are defined by our guilt and our fear at first i think that's baseline and i think that's why when you when you really get into self-help and i mean like the real corny shit i implore all of our listeners to get over themselves and start reading you know, Deepak Chopra and uh, Eckhart Tolle, they always talk about how love is the kind of final consciousness expanding state to be in. And, you know, built into that is the corniness, is the triggering idea that, you know, it's not as simple as just love. It's not just love, but it is, I'm afraid. I believe that might be the truth. And for as long as you want to, you know, hold on to that guilt and fear, then you are never going to move forward. They say it all the time, right? They say, forgive yourself. You got to forgive yourself first. And you're like, fuck, I'm not fucking doing that. I'll forgive other people, but me? Nah, not happening. You have, because I know what I've done and I know what my mindset was when I did it. And some of that shit wasn't an accident. It was done out of cruelty. And I don't deserve to forgive myself. But you have to. Right? I mean, does the does the punishment fit the crime? Does 70 years of beating yourself up and sabotaging yourself is that is that what you deserve for you know, like a like a moment where you were cruel to a person? I would argue no yeah i also wonder like because i've thought about uh i've thought about a lot i've i've had a lot of moments of just going you know i i've done too much i've committed too much atrocity like i've i've actually died before and maybe i should have stayed dead like why did i come back like this uh, Mm -hmm. i i don't deserve to keep on going and part of like this this manga is kind of that too where it's like you're not the only monster you're surrounded by monsters so what 
what makes you so fucking special that it's just like i've done too much it's like mm-hmm. are you going to do anything about it like are you 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 know that's kind of where you're at now but you either keep adding more baggage or you let it go Listen to the rest of this lovely conversation, plus gain full access to the archives, bonus episodes, read serialized novels on Yugen Junk Weekly, and gain access to the Agitator Discord over on Agitator Z. That's the $5 a month Agitator Z tier on patreon.com slash agitator.